Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. My name is Harriet Blevins, and I'm so happy you're here today. As always, I want to thank you for your time. I know there are a million other things you could be doing, so I appreciate your willingness to join me today. I have been so excited all week about today's episode. I have one of my favorite people in the entire world joining me today in the studio. Her name is Michelle Hilliard. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) And after today, I promise you, she will be one of your favorite people too. Years ago, I was introduced to Michelle at church by one of our mutual friends, Hannah. I was told she recently moved back to the area and was looking for a local church. She found her way to Life Church and a beautiful friendship was soon born. I'm going to let you tell, I'm going to let her tell you a little bit of her story today, but I wanted to share some words that are often used to describe this extraordinary woman. Oh, <laughs> Love, love. Anybody that knows Michelle knows her a theme of her life is love, and she carries love so well and dispenses it to all of us who are privileged enough to get to do life with her. She is so generous. She lives her life with a total open hand, and it doesn't matter whether it's things or her time or her heart or devotion. She is one of the most generous people I have ever in all my years known. She is so kind, and she reminds all of us, this is where we get the saying, that God is the kindest one we know. She is the one who tells us all of that, and she exudes that every single day. She is forgiving. She is encouraging. Any uh, call on someone's life or anything good that she senses God's doing in someone's life, she never withholds words of encouragement. She is gracious to everyone. She's the greatest celebrator. Now, if you know anything about the Enneagram, her picture should be beside the Enneagram 7 because she is a picture of that beautiful, um, that personality that just exudes fun and celebration. There are so many things I could say about her, but I'm going to allow her some time today to share her story and her heart with all of us. So good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Harriet. (laughs) Welcome so much. I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the Sisterhood and Co. podcast. We're so happy to have you with us today. Now, the first question I have for you. Yes. Well, let me just say, thank yes. you. Thank you for all those gracious oh, words. You're so I welcome. I love you so much, <laughs> and I am I am honored to be here and to so happy be able here. to have a conversation with you this morning. Just like, as Bailey said, we're having a coffee date. We're having a coffee date. We're just date. pretending in the studio that we're having a coffee date, which we do so often. <laughs> so often. So often. So this is right down our alley. Absolutely. So I want you to tell the listeners a little bit like where your life was and what was going on in your ministry life, your personal life, and what, pre- what precipitated a move from Georgia back to the state of North Carolina and when was that? So tell us a little bit about that story. Okay, well, I had lived in Georgia for about 15 years. Of course, I grew up here in this area, coastal North Carolina and Pender mm-hmm. County, um, all my life, and then lived down in Georgia for, went home there for college, mm-hmm. and was going to school for ministry, did, yeah. got a Bible degree, a ministry degree, and uh, from Emmanuel College in Franklin Springs, Georgia, Let's go Lions! <laughs> Yay! And, um, and so I had such deep friendships and connections mm-hmm. there, had ministry ties, had, I lived there for about six years and down in uh, just north of Atlanta for about nine years, and I was on staff at the International House of Prayer in Atlanta. I had done an internship out in Kansas City for a season in 2004, and then, uh, so prayer 
ministry was really my main passion, uh, but I also did missions, overseas missions, India, Africa, Israel, several different places like that, particularly in Tanzania, East Africa. That was my kind of my, where my heart was, and we have a, a ministry presence there um, out of our, our local church plant through those years. And um, so I had pretty much been living a life uh, of fun and ministry and um, traveling. And in 2014, I knew that I was having a life transition. And I took about three months and I was on a mission trip in Africa, in Tanzania. And it was during that time that I felt like the Lord said to me, I want you to move back to North Carolina. Now, this was a difficult decision or Mm -hmm. even a difficult thing to hear because I loved my life there in Atlanta. I loved obviously my family here in North Carolina. My brother at the time and my sister-in-law, my little nephews lived in Raleigh and of course my mom here. And so my family was here, but my other family that had grown to be family and ministry connection was in Atlanta. So when the Lord said that to me, I was, um, super not thrilled about it. (laughs) And it was honestly like a step of obedience to him. But I felt like he said, you know, I want you to go home, take care of your mom, help her with things Mm -hmm. because she's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And a little did I know that she was going to go in the year or two after that, start going through, you know, cancer and have to go through a lot of things for the last four or five years. And so, that was preparation for the Lord for me to be back yes, absolutely. Yeah. and which didn't honestly didn't feel like home anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I had to sort of navigate that because, uh, you know, a sense of home is so oh. critical in mm-hmm. our hearts and lives. But I really leaned on that scripture, like I think it's Psalm 90, but it's Moses, you know, I have, you are, oh Lord, are my dwelling place. Mm-hmm. So I had to just rest in the reality that God wherever I am, is my dwelling place. And so so that helped me kind of navigate that. Um, But while I was in Africa, I felt like prompted by the Lord to contact friends of mine from college, from Emmanuel, Hannah and Leslie McMillan, who also went to church at Life Church. And I (laughs) said, tell me about your church, you know, uh, via email while I was in Africa. And and they said, oh, you're going to love it. Oh, you were in Africa. I didn't know that I corresponded with them while I was already thinking. Yes, I'm not going to go to church. I I knew I had to have a community. It's vital. I I know for myself that that's, uh, it's really vital for for all humans. (laughs) Right, right. But I knew that for myself, like you said, I'm a seven. I like, I thrive on (laughs) people. People and people. having connection, and um, I, like I said, I had such deep relationships in uh, Georgia that I thought, how in the world would I ever, yes. the Lord ever facilitate that for me in another space? But my goodness, that's just who He is. He does exceedingly abundantly above <laughs> what we could is. ask, think, or imagine. That's who He is. So and so now, I the friendships that I have here through church. Through the those connections, mm-hmm. um, meeting you, uh, meeting Nicole Roberts, who was also yes. on the podcast, Gina Lindbert, you know, who's on yes. staff, as, who will be pastor. on the podcast. Yes, yep. like yep. all all of my people, and then so many others that are just deep, true friends yes. through yes. these years um, has been phenomenal, and so I beautiful. and it just shows how good the Lord is to prepare a place for us yep. when we just take that step of faith. Yes. Even when we don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Now the joy was also I got to be with my family, and mm-hmm. um, I had three years, I had three years here <laughs> with my nephews until then the Lord moved them to Georgia. <laughs> so with my brother, you came a, home from Georgia, a, and they went exactly. Oh, so he's a pastor in Georgia now, and they um, moved down there. But at least it 
it's at least it's still connected to yes. my people. Yes, so it's that's good. good. Yes, that's yes. So good. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, it's so such it was, a beautiful story. But but you know, you were really feeling a little bit of loss in there. I was. You know, I, you really I were. honestly the very first uh, year, I would say. I I probably was in a bit of a depression because uh-huh. I just couldn't find my footing. I can't even imagine you being depressed. But, I know, but I, but I hear what you're saying because, it, you know, it, it is it's hard. Every, hard. You know, everybody feels the loss in different mm-hmm. ways. And I had a loss of just normalcy. Uh-huh. And, you know, my best friend from college, Holly, you know, we, we had most of those years mostly had lived together a, a couple of years mm-hmm. when I was down in Atlanta. We didn't, but, yeah, give you know. Give Holly a shout yeah, out. Yeah, woo, woo, Holly, we love you, Holly. Love you, Holly. Yeah, that's so that just um the transition of all of those elements just um just kind of caught up with me uh-huh. in this time oh, yeah. new time and trying to figure it out and and also I hadn't found my people yet right yeah the key really is you got to find your tribe you, you know to. you got to know who your people are got to. and at first I didn't uh-huh. and so but it took some time and so I had to lean heavily on the Lord mm-hmm. and I actually had a good friend uh who was actually a pastoral voice in Georgia to me but also a very close friend much like you are mm-hmm. as a pastoral uh-huh. voice but also one of my most best, best, best friends friend. <laughs> the bestie besties that's right that's right um you know, Kathy, she said, said to me, you know, Michelle, things are just not, you're not quite yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might need to talk to someone, you might uh-huh. need to get to get the ball rolling. And so I did for a little season and, and it did help me. That's and that so was, good. that was very yeah. good. I just leaned into the Lord. I kept doing the next right thing, mm-hmm. just going to church, I, but I wasn't connected yet. Right, right. Yes. And honestly, it was probably a year, but I remember we had visited and yes. I wanted, I loved you so much instantly <laughs> I know, I loved you that too. I wanted to be, you I know, loved you so much that all the people around my life were a little bit like, yeah. who is this Michelle right. girl? Where did she come from? And why does Harriet love her so much? Why does she spend so much time with her? All the things, exactly. you know, they were all like. They were like, what is that? She, she just parachuted like, into, our, <laughs> into our world. We need but, to make sure she's on the up and up. But instantly, I loved you instantly. Yes. So I knew, well, you know, I knew we a, were, as um, is it Anne of Green Gables that said, we yes. are kindred, we are kindred hearts, that's you know. exactly right. <laughs> I knew that's that. Right. That's exactly right. I knew that. Yes. And so that was a beautiful thing. But I wanted to be connected to sisterhood because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, because of loving you. And um, sisterhood and my small group. Mm, Which, yeah. interestingly, Huge. Hannah and Leslie led. That's so good. <laughs> and I got to meet so many amazing people in that small group yeah, that's that good. were just wonderful friends from that, you know, did mission trip with them uh-huh. after the fact, you know, all these different elements that were part of community and a part of our church and mm-hmm. part of sisterhood oh. and just building those things yeah. into my life helped me. And I was still doing some ministry, you know, still traveling. I still did a couple of mission trips to, back to Tanzania mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. those first couple of years. But um, then the Lord had a new yeah. thing for me that I had no idea was coming. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want you to, to tell us a bit about that because, so we know how you found Life Church and Sisterhood, basically yes. through uh, Hannah yeah, McMillan right. and Leslie, they, right. you know, and then she invited you to Sisterhood. But how did you, so I haven't said this part for the listeners yet, but Michelle is the owner of Brown Dog Coffee Company in Burgaw, North Carolina. And man, oh man, oh man, what a business that is. It's the best coffee in the whole wide world and you can get it by subscription like <laughs> I do every month if you would like. It will come right to your doorstep if you want. Browndogcoffeeco.com and get yourself on the list. It is amazing, but how in the world did that all of that season? What was that like when you were? And I kind of remember because I was walking with you yes, in it. Absolutely. This local business that you had kind of worked at, really almost as a hobby. Well, you know? this is interesting. Thing was my very 
I, you know, I, got, I moved back in September of 2014. Well, in December, I was like, I'm going to buy Holly a bag of coffee. She loves coffee, so I'm going to buy her a bag of coffee. <laughs> when I bought her coffee, my name went into a drawing to win coffee for the whole next year. Oh, that's right. And I so forgot that I piece of it. I actually won the, I went by buying one bag of coffee wow. and um, I won coffee. So I was going into the coffee shop quite a bit Yes, and got as to know you, the owners. As one would. As one free would. coffee for with, a year. Yes. And so Heavenly. I, I um, met Donna and Barry who were the owners there and just fell in love with them. And um, I love coffee myself and just the I love the idea of a of coffee shop because yeah. of the community and the visiting and mm-hmm. the you actually take the time. It's a mm-hmm. moment, you it's know, to, moment. to visit and yes. to actually be. Um, it's so you. It, it, <laughs> it is so you. <laughs> and so that was significant to me. Um, so I was doing that, and I found out uh, about probably a year later or so that a couple years later that my that the owners were going to retire. Mm. And actually, before I found that out, I noticed that they were having sort of the difficulty and needing needing some help. Uh-huh. And so I knew that I had some availability. And of course, I wanted to always find out how to do craft coffee and make espressos right. and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, so I, I said to Donna one day, I saw her outside, I said, do you guys need some help? And so I visited with her and she said, well, let me get back to you, but probably so. So I ended up working for them a little bit, a few hours a week, Love and it. helping them out. And then I remember few, you had those early mornings yes, open in the exactly. coffee shop. I remember that. And so for a few times, um, a, a few months, uh, I was just working for them part time. And then I found out that summer that they were going to put the coffee shop on the market. And Donna said to me, Michelle, I really want you to take over the coffee shop. And I said, Well, Donna, I am a missionary. Like I am in ministry. <laughs> I cannot, I'm an ordained minister. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> what? buy a coffee shop. Like <laughs> it just doesn't work that so way. Um, but thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> and uh, she said, "Well, I just really think you're the one." And but they had it on the market for several months. And actually, in September of that year, of Labor Day, my friend Kathy again. Another. This is this is a marker situation where there are people in your life that do have voice into your life. Yes. And so their voice creates. There's weight yep, behind their right. voice when yes. they say something. Yes. It actually yeah. means something. Yeah. It lands. And it yeah. lands. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so Kathy was visiting me and said to Donna, and Donna said to her, I believe I want Michelle to buy the coffee shop. And Kathy's like, oh, I could totally see it. And I was like, do you know, do you know me? Because I, I, I can't do it. I'm a I'm minister. A minister. Are you doing? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I kind of just tucked it, but I, but uh-huh. it did bear weight because uh-huh. Kathy said it. Like, I can see that. Mm-hmm. And but that was in September, so it was probably March of the following year. Oh, I wow. almost sort of tucked it on the shelf, and I couldn't I, remember that timetable. A few, few okay, months, yeah, and so the, the whole this time, the coffee shop had been on the market. So it had been on the market almost a year. Wow! And they couldn't find the right buyer. They had several buyers that tried. It didn't fall. You know, it fell through. Things that you know mm-hmm. would have should have gone through that didn't. It didn't. And so um, I just went back to them and I said, okay, if you're if you're sure and this and you want to do it this way and they had offered me a generous sort of reduction for Mm. for for being the one that they wanted um I said well let's just see and so within a week the Lord had opened up a door for me to be able to have the finances which again only the Lord could have done that yes and so he opened that door up which you know he's the one who opens a door that no man can shut absolutely and so he made that way I mean he passes us through the Red Sea. Like it's, this is who he is. Who he is. And so it was an overwhelming reality. And so I knew this, 
the Lord was doing this. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was March or April. And then by September Mm -hmm. is when I, I... I bought the coffee shop in August, and I took over ownership September 1st, but it was actually September 4th okay. of 2018 because of Labor Day that, that year. And then within four or five days, we're having, <laughs> I'm having to board up the a windows. massive hurricane. Having a huge hurricane. Cat, hurricane five, ha- cat five heading yes, towards us. Yes, it just sat on the coast it for... It just sat four days. Yes. Yeah, it just sat there. I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, water was pouring into... First of all, I couldn't get to the coffee shop when this had happened. <laughs> I remember thinking right beforehand, I had written some scriptures on the on the boards with, uh-huh. that we boarded up. Yeah, that's Just good. Psalm 91. Yes. I prayed every yes, prayer protection. I could pray. Yes, I was like, Lord... Yes. You 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 open this door. Yeah. I need your protection, Absolutely. your hand of protection, because there is nothing that I can do. And um, but I couldn't even actually get to the coffee shop for a little bit. Yes, the flooding um, and all. Flooding. That. Yeah, it was the such a water crazy so, time here. Yeah. I mean, just rushing and crazy. And but when I finally did, then we had water rushing in. Yes, so you I had sent to, me pictures. I, said, I remember I video. the video of yeah. the water pouring through the front door. Oh, that was a crazy time and oh. I really was literally like oh my gosh I have made a terrible mistake yes. I'm losing my business right in front of my eyes what's happening within four days and oh. so um but you know it was not the case actually within a couple of days after those things sort of subsided mm-hmm. we were able to get our internet and our power back up so I, I believe it was yep. probably because we're yep. on the same road as the hospital yep. but we we were able to be a light in the community, yeah. and you really um, became a hub. We a did community there. It was for amazing. It no I, one you know, else had I, internet. I thought but you. I'm going from you know nonprofit ministry <laughs> world to for profit business. Uh-huh. How's this all going to work? Knowing my own kind of heart and who I am, that it's going to be all about ministry people. and pointing people yeah. to the Lord. <laughs> yes, right. And that, for, especially that first week, I don't know how many people I prayed for and oh, prayed with amazing. families who were, had, you know, had devastating loss. Mm. And, and it so was many people incredible. experienced that. It was incredible. And God brought them right to you. Brought them you didn't to, even have to go out, but exa- he brought they them were to the coffee right, shop. Yes, yes. They came wow. and did their, used the internet to do their schoolwork, to do their FEMA applications, do all kinds wow. of business things. And that was just a blessing from that God. That is amazing. Totally. Well, and you have truly used uh, Brown Dog coffee company as a I would say a marketplace type of ministry absolutely um so like I mean I just know you know you don't have not everyone that works for you has to be a Christian or anything like that it's not like a Christian coffee shop per se but you operate it in the values and the mission of a biblical based business and you know tell us a little bit about that like does that can you sense that in people like when they come in I mean I know I've been in there before and seen you praying for people you know and you know everyone in in town so they all love you and it's like God just draws them in there they do. It, it, he does. He it's does. Amazing. I mean, you know, anytime the Lord's doing work in the Spirit, you know, you want to be open to whatever He's speaking mm-hmm. and saying. And I obviously we we want to sell coffee. We want to sell the best coffee. Uh, just which you to, do exactly. Glory, Hallelujah, <laughs> Amen, and Amen. That's exactly yes. right. You know, small batch. And we roast every day. All of those elements that are, you know, we want to have a good product. But we also want to be a bright light. Yes. I always think of that scripture about a city set on a yes. hill like that. I want to be a piece of that yes. in our yeah. town and um, and in our community because I believe that's how the kingdom advances is that we are conduits for his light. Yes. We are salt and yes. light in the world. Yes. And then everything for that sure. we do is 
an expression of his love, oh, love and it. of his uh, nature, of his mm-hmm. character, and of course the values of the kingdom. I mean, Sermon on the Mount, that's the culture of the kingdom right For there. Sure. Yes. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And so when you implement that in cultivating and capturing a space that is belongs to the Lord already, because mm-hmm. yes. he's the one that did it, yes. he's the one that opened the doors, then you have, he's, he rests his atmosphere there, and then mm-hmm. things change yeah. in people's hearts and lives, you know, and they come in kind of grumpy, and besides the fact that they're getting a little caffeine jolt, they, they're <laughs> getting a, a happy barista yes. who says, hey, yeah. welcome to Brown Dog, and um, I tell that to my team all the time, which I have a phenomenal team, a lot of yeah, young people sure. yeah. who are in high school, or it's their first job, and I just can't brag on them enough, because, mm. you know, we... I feel like young people get a kind of a bad rap today in our generations. And I just don't agree with that assessment because I know several with deep affection that um, even if, even if they don't all know Jesus or call upon him as their, as as their savior, I feel that they will one day, but um, just because of the exposure that they have, but none of that is, we're not proselytizing anyone, but I give them the opportunity and I want them to cultivate Mm -hmm. their, their lives as a, um, as if they want to do it, be an entrepreneur, if they want to build a business themselves, that they get to see some of that through that first job opportunity. How do you interact with the public? How do you help somebody go from having a bad day to a good day because of your bright personality? All of those elements make a difference. And, you know, how do you deal with team conflict? And um, it's, it's very good. And I'm so thankful for Mm. the, um, just the caliber and the magnitude of the people that the Lord's brought to us. And um, some of them are leaving to go to college. They're like little, I know, little, little birds yes, flying from the nest. Exactly. Oh, no. That's how I, I feel. Like, like, uh, oh, one little you've raised him up some all to, these years you, now. Yeah. Going to UNC Charlotte and he, um, you know, started a week before he turned 15, you know. Oh, wow. Just his a baby 14. boy. Yeah. That is just something you're like, yeah. he's flying out of the nest. Oh, I but, know. That is amazing. Yeah, so, Brown Dog is is a blessing. It it has been hard to navigate. I mean, we went from a hurricane yeah. first week yep. to uh, a pandemic. Absolutely. Having to shut yeah. the doors and Small not business. nobody knowing what in the world to do. It was happening, right? And then even last year, the 2021, without having sort of any you know, payroll help or any elements of Mm-mm. assistance. And also people sort of forgot that, you know, small business and all of those elements, it was a harder year yes, yes. to navigate and wave. And then of course this year with everything, uh, inflation and such things, it's, but you know, I just have to say that the only way we can do anything in life is to lean on God. And that's Amen. been my prayer. Yes. I, I've been asking the Lord continuously to give me wisdom, to know mm-hmm. how to lead and navigate this. Because again, it's a brand new entity. This totally. is not what I went to college no, for. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, you're I, swimming I out in deep waters right, like you know? in a whole area. Like, ask me a Bible verse. I could go with that. But, <laughs> you know, right. just a, you, so. For those of you who don't know, Michelle is a walking Bible. So. <laughs> But, you know, it's a whole that. different world, you know. It and is, so, yeah. But the Lord has been so faithful, and He is He's the perfect so leader. So, you know, he is the perfect leader. The perfect leader. That's so, so good, Michelle. Song of Solomon 5, you know, it says his head is finest gold, which is a representation of his leadership. Mm. And so the picture of Jesus with perfection and leadership, uh-huh. then all I have to do is, you know, follow in the steps Look of the rabbi, him. you yeah. know. And, yes, yes. And then, oh, um, I love that. Move wow. forward with him. <laughs> So good. Well, I want to ask you, we're going to wrap it up here, but I want to ask you what is one encouragement, if you could think of, if somebody came to you looking and they're like, 
I'm getting ready to make a big life change. I have been going in a certain direction. Right. And I feel like God is wanting me to do something different in the, this new era, this new season that we're finding ourselves in. What is something that you kind of wish maybe that you had known or something that you feel like is sort of a reach back, which we've talked about in weeks past on our other episode, reach back and kind of hand someone um, because, I mean, those of you who don't know, Michelle leads, uh, she's still in ministry uh, at our church. She leads all the prayer ministry pieces. Uh, she is on the sisterhood lead team, and she helps me lead and navigate um, all the waters of sisterhood so beautifully. I mean, your investment is it is a beautiful thing to behold. It is a privilege but for me to be a part. But in the other part of your life, you know, you have this whole other thing, and you mm-hmm. had to be willing to say, I'm going to make a change, yeah. and I'm going to step into the new. So yes. how, how would you encourage, and then I want to ask you to pray for us as we, as we close it out. Well, I would say that if I could sort of say to myself coming in, into the, this new season when I was just unsteady mm-hmm. and unstable, I was like, well, unstable might be too strong, but I, my, my footing was out yeah. from under me because yeah. I, I couldn't find my, my rest. Um, I would probably lean in a bit more uh, more quickly to finding connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I still was so connected in Georgia that I yes. was driving back to Georgia, still doing things that way. And, um, and I feel like the Lord, even that first year, had relationships that I just di- didn't have time to cultivate because yes. I didn't lean in there. Yes, okay. Um, yep. And so I would say that jump right in. I, I actually met a girl this week uh, on Sunday morning, and she I, we had the camper at church on Sunday uh, for the coffee camper, and she said it was her first Sunday. She had just moved here. She didn't know anyone, and I was like, way to go, girl. That is amazing. Her name <laughs> is Melissa. That, that is Melissa awesome. Shout out. Go I met Melissa. her, and that she came to church, didn't know anyone, but wow. it was her first Sunday, and it's exactly what happened with me. Like, I'm going to go to yes. church my first Sunday yes. in the new, yeah, or oh, wherever so it is, like yes. wherever you are, that you begin to just jump into life. That is so Because good. you can't mourn your old life, but that's a lot of times what holds us back, is Absolutely. that we're sort of mourning yes. what we did have, yes. and so it, it clouds us from uh-huh. being able to see what could be so ahead good. of us. And so the, good. but the Lord's already been there. Yeah, He's already He's prepared. Already there. Yeah, and so He's there I, waiting on. I us. would say just jump in. Oh, it's I love it's the that. best thing, and trust that He's got you. Yeah. I mean, because He does. He, he does. just does. He does. And um, He's faithful, ever faithful, and you know that. Um, but I would say that's the biggest thing. Mm. Just jump. That's be so in good. your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. you always say show up in your life. Show up in your own life. And that's yep. the main thing is that you're actually living in the moment of where he's got you. Yeah. And it may, like me, I I only did this as a step of obedience, but I had no idea the blessings and the gifts that he had in store for me mm. on the other side of it. Yeah. Not to mention being with my mom through this very t- tough season of the last couple of years and getting to you know, minister to her. Exactly. In in such a more, uh, you know, a deeper way, Mm -hmm. a day-to-day way. And so what a blessing that has been that is beyond what I could have ever known. That's so good. So I would say just don't, don't lean into the morning for too long. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. I'm a feel your feelings and process it out. Process it out. And the Lord is not, you know, he's not shaken by the hard and by the times we may feel anxiety or we may feel depression or we may feel unsteady or not at home or those elements. But, um, 
he does have a way for yes, us to yeah. go forward yeah, because yeah. he always wants to take us from faith to faith and glory to glory. glory, glory. That know. is his yeah. heart for us. He always has a hope and a future ahead. Yes. That, you know, we, we often quote Jeremiah 29 in almost in a cliche way, but it's yeah. the word of God. Yes. It is transcendent. It stands firm in the heavens. It is not cliche. No. It is <laughs> it's solid right. yeah. and we can stand upon Eternal. it. Yeah. And so it will always carry us. Beautiful. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. Will you please pray for us? I will. Pray for the ladies. You know, pray for those, especially today, who are looking possibly at some kind of big change coming in their life. And just pray over us, just, just as you feel led. Abba, we love you so much. You are our Father God, the one who is the perfect leader, the one who knows all of our days before they're written, before one ever comes to be. You know the number of hairs upon our head and thoughts towards us are more numerous than the sands of the sea, which is a lot. We have (laughs) no comprehension for what that looks like. Um, Living here on the coast and seeing that sea line, knowing that your thoughts are that way towards us. Beautiful picture. I pray that that imprint of the beauty of that picture would would resound within the hearts of those who are listening today. I ask you, God, that, that there would be an awareness of your intense and, in, and intimate love toward each person who hears this podcast, this prayer, that there would be a, um, a marker even in the heart that you've got them. That you are the God, like Isaiah 42, that you grab hold of our hand in righteousness and you lead us. And your voice behind us says, this is the way, walk in it. That we don't have to fear, that we don't have to be unsteady because you are the steady and the solid rock. Your word says in Matthew 7 that as the winds come and the rains come, when we have built our house and our life upon who you are, the rock of who you are, that our our house and mm. our fortitude is steady because Amen. of you. Yes. And so, Lord, I pray for the steadiness, even as they walk forward into a new season. I pray that you would open up a way where there is no way, that you would do what only you can do, and that there would be clarity, there would be signs, there would be visions, there would be uh, prophetic declaration that would be um, a resounding yes in the heart. I pray also that you would be before them, removing the stones from the road and the clearing the path before them, that they would know that the next step and the next step and the next step is a step that you have given to them to uh, actually walk out in this journey of love and faith with you. And we're all on a unique journey. (laughs) And so, Lord, I pray for the uniqueness for every heart listening and every woman who has uh, an ear to hear what your spirit is saying that your heart and your love would so permeate every place in this journey that they would know they are loved and that they are held and that they are safe in you and they can trust you. And so we just declare that. We say that. We speak life to every vision that you have in their hearts. We agree with it and prophesy truth to it and love your heart being revealed to them in that. And we just thank you for your goodness And Lord, we do pray that we would see your goodness in the land of the living. Because like David said, we would have fainted if we had not believed that. But we do believe it, Lord. We believe it, that you have good things ahead. Mm -hmm. And we trust you in every way, in every way, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Michelle. What a joy you are to my heart. (laughs) And I know to everybody else, too. I appreciate just your beautiful way that you live your life and 
tend to elevate and make us all better. Oh, everybody so around you. So I, I love you so, so much. much. I love you so much. Okay, so today, a big old love fest, big old love fest at the Sisterhood and Co. <laughs> podcast today. As always, I want to transition and leave the listeners with a tip of the day. So here is today's tip. Very simple and easy. Go outside. People, go outside. One episode I shared about sleep and how important it is. One of the ways I get good sleep is how I start my day. I go outside first thing in the morning. Many times, even before I've had my brown dog coffee, I know that's shocking, isn't it? Usually it's with my coffee in my hand. But sometimes if it's still making, I go ahead and go outside. If the sun is up, I actually look directly into the direction where the sun is coming up and allow my body to absorb the vitamin D. I just do that. It sets your circadian rhythm, which then will help your nighttime sleep. Vitamin D is one of the most important vitamins in our body. It regulates our immune system, our hormones. It serves as a great protector for us. I would suggest the first 10 minutes of sun exposure... Don't wear your sunglasses. Allow your eyes to absorb the rays and do their work. Natural sunlight is also a disinfectant. How cool is that? It can help your body heal, and it can keep sickness and disease at bay, so try to get some sun exposure without sunscreen. Now, I mean... I'm not talking about the hottest time of the day. I'm not talking about between 10 and 2 or 1 and 5 or whatever. If you can if you can get sun for up to an hour without doing sunscreen, you might have to work up to that. That would be great. You don't want to burn your skin. You just want to absorb some of the rays. Sunscreens have lots of chemicals that aren't good for us. Uh, many of them are cancer-causing. And so while we're trying to not get skin cancer... By lathering up with sunscreen, we're actually putting all these chemicals on our body that they are now, even just this week, they have come out saying some they are banning Mm. because of the cancer-causing chemicals. So just get a little bit of natural sunlight every day and watch your immune system naturally ramp up. It will make you feel so much better overall. Do you know, we were never created to live a life of artificial lighting all day, just to stay inside all the time. So go outside, enjoy the sunlight, enjoy the fresh air. Your body and your mind will thank you. Well, thank you for joining me today on the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. It has been awesome learning more about our friend Michelle Hilliard today. I hope you heard something today that you can take into your own world and make it better. I want to personally invite you to join us on Tuesdays at Sisterhood here at Life Church. We would love to have you. See you next episode as we unpack a new topic. Go make your like awesome.